You're listening to the Choose Life Podcast, a podcast about living a radically human and courageously authentic life. Join us as we discuss topics from small business leadership to adoption advocacy to living the life God has called you to. Here's your host, Clay Steves. Welcome to the Choose Life Podcast. I am your host, Clay Steves, and I am honored that you have chosen to spend your valuable time with me. What is the Choose Life Podcast? This is a space where we will explore what it means to intentionally live a radically human and courageously authentic life, a life that breaks free from the shackles of formality and fake living. We'll explore this type of life through various lenses, some of them being small business, leadership, family, relationships, parenting, love. All these different lenses are what we'll use to explore what does it mean to live this type of life. And to truly choose this type of life, it must permeate all facets of your life. You cannot compartmentalize and segment living this type of life because you can't be one thing somewhere and another thing somewhere else. And so today, the lens we are going to use to discuss living a radically human and courageously authentic life is the lens of self-awareness and its constant companion. The lens of self-awareness and its constant companion. Not too long ago, After the corona, COVID, slowdown and quarantine, we reopened as an organization our hiring process. We began to do interviews again for open positions we had. And in one of these interviews, we finished up with a candidate. She ended up stepping out of the room and we began to have a conversation about the candidate and how the interview process was going and what we were learning. And one of my team members courageously looked at me and said, "Um, hey Clay, can can I give you some feedback? I was like, sure, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Um, well, actually, really, it's just a question. What, why do you close your eyes when candidates are talking? Um, I do. And then at that moment, I totally felt exposed, right? I became self-aware of doing a certain behavior, of acting a certain way that I had no clue that I was doing. As I started to think about it, I was like, oh, I really, oh, I do that. Oh, I do. There were multiple guesses as to why around the table, but and I wasn't even sure why I did it, but it began a process of becoming self-aware of a behavior I had. And that leads me to the premise, right? I'm going to give you the premise and I'm going to give you the conclusion. I'm giving you the meat of this podcast right here, right now. So just get out a pen, write it down. All development begins with self-awareness. All development begins with self-awareness and the constant companion of self-awareness is a deep sense of inadequacy. All development begins with self-awareness, and the constant companion of self-awareness is a sense of inadequacy. So in this season of COVID and the slowdown, there's been a lot of tensions going on, right? And one of the constant questions in life that we get is, how are you doing, right? We, we all hear this all the time. You know, this isn't the Joey, like, how you doing? But just like the regular, like all the time, how you doing? How you doing? And we all have a default answer, right? Those of us who didn't like grammar in school say good. Those of you who did like grammar say I'm well. And then there's like the Dave Ramsey, I'm better than I deserve. Give him something sticky. Like there's all kinds of canned answers that we give, right? I don't know, it was probably a couple months ago, somebody challenged me to try to 
genuinely answer the question all the time. If you're asked how you're doing, give a legitimate answer. Stop, reflect, and give an answer. I couldn't do it. It started to drive me crazy. And so I began this process of trying to be like, okay, how am I really doing? How am I really doing? And in this season, like in the quarantine and the COVID slowdown, like weight has been heavy, right? We've had all the slowdowns, the economic factors. Now we've got the racial tensions going on in our country. Like the external forces have been really strong in so many of our lives right now that I couldn't regurgitate just a typical answer. And then I finally found it. I finally found the answer to how I was almost pretty consistently. And the answer was uncomfortable. I am, I am just, there's discomfort permeating in me at all times. But what was fascinating, and, and at face value, what everybody thought was, oh, well, that makes complete sense. Like the world feels like it's collapsing around us. Of course you're uncomfortable. But that wasn't it for me. The, what it was that was making me feel uncomfortable was my internal reactions and the internal thoughts and tendencies that I was now becoming aware of due to the external forces that were happening to me, right? Those external forces were actually providing me an opportunity to become self-aware, and that self-awareness was making me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Because what I found was, I get really stressed really easy. And what I do is I start being critical and nitpicky. I try to do stuff on my own. My wife will look at me and say things like, do you know how grumpy you've been for the last three days? And I'll be like, I've been grumpy. I got no clue, right? Like all these things were really uncomfortable for me. But what I recognize and have learned now, or I guess I should say I didn't recognize it, I had coaching that helped me recognize it, is this is actually the first step in growth. This is actually the first step in development because all development begins with self-awareness, right? We cannot grow, you cannot mature, you cannot go from one level to the next level to the next level in all areas of life, in relationships, at your job, in performance, in parenting. You cannot grow from one level to the next without awareness. But notice I didn't say that development happens because you are aware. No, 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 development doesn't happen because you're self-aware. What I did say was that all development begins with self-awareness. And it's at that moment that we enter the constant companion, right? They come onto the scene. And remember, the constant companion is this deep, rattling, um, 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 unsettling sense of not being good enough, of being inadequate, of being insufficient. And that moment of awareness that leads to this, right, it'll totally throw us off. An example of this. And I can't believe I'm actually going to say this because I'm going to totally call myself out. But whatever, uh, I got to live this out. When we filmed the first podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, I got feedback afterwards. Again, same team member from that first story. There's a theme here. I got feedback afterwards that in between my sentences, I go and I, I make this sound. And I was like, I don't do that. I've never heard that in my life. Literally the next time we're filming, I'm talking and I hear myself something, something. And I got, I was like, oh, I feel so exposed right now. Because all of a sudden, I was now aware of a behavior, of a, of a thought pattern, of a reaction that I didn't know before. And at that pivotal moment, you're actually presented with a choice, okay? So this is, this is the most critical moment for you in the journey of development, right? When you become self-aware, you have a choice to make, right? You can choose into the discomfort. You can lean in to the discomfort of 
growing in that behavior, of stepping up, of trying the discipline of learning to do something different, right? It, it, and what it really is, is you can choose to learn to write with your non-dominant hand. That's what it's going to feel like, right? You're going to have to learn a new behavior. You're going to have to learn a new approach. You're going to have to learn a new process. Or you can retreat real quickly into comfort. You can avoid the reality that you now have been given. You can avoid the awareness that you have been gifted and you can retreat into comfort and you can ignore or forget to be go back out of awareness, which is a tendency we all have when we gain self-awareness because it's you feel inadequate. You don't feel up to the task. You feel uncomfortable. Two examples of what this retreat could look like in your life. The first one is just sheer busyness, right? We actually fill our schedule so much that we actually can't even stop to reflect or have a moment to recognize what some of these behaviors or thought patterns might actually be in our life. We just keep filling our schedule and that allows us to avoid the discomfort of being self-aware of a behavior or a thought we need to change. The other is just to avoid it, right? You know, you've got that friend or that family member who like always kind of calls you out on stuff. And so you'd intentionally just think, yeah, I don't want to hang out with them because I really just don't want to... That's so uncomfortable and you make other excuses and you find a way to not be around those people because you know they're going to call things out. They're going to bring them to light and you don't want that discomfort. And so those are pivotal moments, right? Because here's the thing. All development begins with self-awareness and the constant companion of self-awareness is a deep sense of inadequacy. So now let's talk about action. So what do we do with it? All right, Clay, I don't want to avoid it anymore. I don't want to lean back. I don't want to, I don't want to fall and, you know, retreat from that deep sense of inadequacy, the current, the, uh, the constant companion. What do we do about it? What's the actions we take? Well, since we know that all development begins with uh, self-awareness, we start there. How do we get self-aware? The first thing you do, you ask those that are closest to you. Like the two stories I told you, and here's here's the truth of the matter. Blind spots and behaviors, like ask people, what are they? What's holding me back as a spouse? What's holding me back as a parent? What's holding me back as a thought leader, as a friend, as as a child? What is holding me back? They see long before you perceive. Trust me on that. They know. You might not know it. I promise those closest to you know. Your boss knows. Your spouse knows. Your best friend knows these things about you. Have the courage to ask them. That's a part of living a radically human and courageously authentic life is to have the humility and the courage to go, hey, what are my blind spots? What could I do better? It was, it was earlier this year. Is earlier this year. We try to consistently have one-on-ones uh, in our team, like between bosses and direct reports. We think it's a, a good, healthy uh, rhythm and cadence for connection and relationship, but yet leaving enough uh, space to not be micromanaged. But about every month we meet and, and I get to sit down with all of my direct reports. So this one month I decided, you know what, I'm going to ask the question, what's one thing that I could do better as a leader? It's a dangerous question, by the way, but if you're a leader, you should start asking it. It, You should start asking it. And so this one month I decided, um, maybe by accident or maybe I finally had courage, I don't know, but I just asked this question. And so I asked the first team member and they kind of sat there for a second and they thought about it and they said, hmm, you know, Clay, one, one thing that you could do better as a leader, you could just listen more. You could not, maybe don't talk as much in meetings and maybe just, maybe listen some more. Okay. All right. I I can receive that. I'll take that feedback. So I write the note down and I'm like, great, fantastic. Thank you. know what? Thank you for having the courage to give me direct feedback. I'm going to receive that. I'm going to work on listening some more. 
So that team member leaves, and then later in the day, I have my next one-on-one. They haven't talked, by the way, and I haven't given these questions ahead of time. So then the next team member comes in, sits down, and we start talking. And then at the end, I ask the question, what's one thing I could do? You know, what is one thing I could do to lead better? And they say, you know, they think for a second. You know, you could really listen better, Clay. That would really... Okay, at this point, I'm getting a little bit like, okay, I get the point. Yeah, all right, all right, okay, thank you. I, I receive it, received, received, thank you. I write it down. I could listen better. They move on. Third person comes in. This is not a joke. Four in a row of my team members, all of them, never conversing, never scheming ahead of time, all of them give me the exact same feedback that I could listen more. By the end of it, I was frustrated, but I was clear. I was like, okay, I get it. I need to close my mouth, get it. Okay, and I need to listen more. So literally, Within a week, we're in a meeting. Everybody's talking, the subject's going around, and then bam, somebody brings up a tough topic. And everybody looks at me, and I'm like, oh, this is that spot. This is where I'm supposed to listen more and not not talk. This is where I'm supposed to listen and not talk. This is the internal dialogue, right? My constant companion was like right next to me. I totally felt inadequate. The tension's building. All eyes are on me, and I'm like, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk. So you think, here's what I think. And I immediately just blurt out. Like, I immediately give my opinion. And I'm like, Clay, what are you doing? But that's that moment, right? Now I'm aware and now I'm starting to learn to write with my left hand because I have awareness because the gift was given to me, right? So the first action you do, ask those closest to you. What are the areas that I could grow? And what are my blind spots? Because they see long before you perceive. All right, the second action that you can take uh, to gain self-awareness Create white space on your calendar for self-reflection. So much of life happens, right? We are blowing and going. We are turning and burning. We don't ever just stop and slow down. We don't ever unplug our technology to actually reflect. Think. Think about interactions. Think about meetings that happen. Think about conversations you had. Reflect. Having intentional white space will help you to begin to discern to confirm or reject, because some feedback you get might not be accurate, but you need space to be able to process through, you know what? Do I need to be aware of this type of thinking or behavior or reaction? Do I need to receive this and act on this moving forward? How can I react differently this time? So these are the two actions that you can take to gain self-awareness, because we know that all development begins with self-awareness. Awareness. So then we talked about once we have the constant companion, right? We we feel inadequate, right? How do we fight against retreat? How do we stay in the moment and not run away, not run back to comfort, but we put in the hard work. We stay in the tension of learning to write with our non-dominant hand. The action for that is you invite others whom you trust and who are close to you into your self-awareness and into that discomfort. You invite them into it because there's there's an encouragement and there's an accountability, right? All of you now know that I go between my sentences. I have to live in that tension and I go, I got to work on that because if that's a distraction, now I really need to focus on delivering better, right? That's how you do it is you invite those who are close to you into it. And as you do that over and over again, as you invite those people into your journey and into your awareness and into that discomfort that you're going through, you actually, you'll, you'll actually cross a threshold in your development, right? And this, this, is so, this takes so much courage to get to this threshold point, okay? Because at this point, you're actually across the halfway. And, and an analogy would be you're in an airplane that's left the coast and you're in search of an island, 
okay? And there's a point where you don't have enough fuel during your search to get back to the mainland. You've still got enough to find the island you're searching for, but you don't have enough to get all the way back to where you are. And I think as you invite those closest to you into your developmental journey, into your awareness, into your discomfort, what you'll actually do is you'll have the courage to stay out there in that tension and keep searching, keep growing, and keep developing where you won't fall back to your old self. You won't go back to your old tendencies. You'll put in the hard work. You'll be held accountable. You'll have the encouragement to keep searching and growing and developing into the next best version of you. So those are the three actions, right? To gain self-awareness, you ask those closest to you because they see long before you perceive. Uh, the second thing you do, you gotta create weight space. You gotta create white space on your calendar to reflect, to discern on the feedback you're getting. Uh, the, the third thing you have to do, once you have self-awareness, you have to invite others into it. Those that you trust, you gotta invite them into it so that you have the courage to stay in the tension, right? So that you can be courageously authentic, you can live that life and grow and develop into the next best version of you. Because we know that all development begins with self-awareness. And we know that the constant companion of self-awareness is a deep sense of inadequacy. So let's, let's land the plane with this, pun intended. You're welcome. Um, why develop? Okay, Clay, great. Like, so if everything you say is true, like, why even do this? What's the point? What's the, what's the need? What's the point in doing this? Going through that tension, learning to write with your non-dominant hand. Um, there's a quote from Albert Einstein, and he said, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. We cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. And I think you could, you could compliment this, not that I should ever add anything to Albert Einstein, but you could compliment this by saying we cannot solve our current challenges with the same level of behaviors that created them, right? We're not going to rise to the next level with our current thinking and behaviors, Thus, we're not going to be our highest and best version of ourselves. We're not going to truly live a radically human and courageously authentic life. But over time, if you have the humility to continue to pursue this self-awareness, right? And if you can have the courage to overcome that sense of inadequacy that is its constant companion, right? And if you have the identity to know that you're going to stumble along the way as you learn to write with your wrong hand, but to know that failure is an event, it is never a person, right? You'll begin to recognize that this isn't a binary dynamic. It's not just about your right hand or your left hand writing. The challenges we face in life as a society, as people, as humans, like it's going to take our ability to use all these different skills, to use all different approaches, to take all different perspectives, to know what is the best right here in leadership, to know sometimes you got to be decisive and authoritarian and you got to find a way. Authoritarian is not the word I want to use. You got to be decisive and you got to be clear with your team and you got to step up as the leader. And then other times you need to sit and you just need to listen. You need to close your mouth, but you have to be able to do both. And one of them will be more natural to you, but you have to be disciplined enough to learn the other skill, to learn the other way. With your spouse, sometimes you're gonna to have to step up and make a decision, and other times you're gonna to have to concede, right? This is the part of teamwork where we believe in something larger than ourselves. 
the world you are leading and living in is volatile and unstable, right? You will need every approach at your disposal to be radically human and courageously authentic, right? You will need every approach possible to thrive in this uncertain time. So take heart, have courage, right? Lean into this pain of pursuing self-awareness. Lean into the discomfort of developing through the constant companion of self-awareness. And in this pursuit, you will continue to unlock your radically human and courageously authentic self. You will choose life. And as you choose this life, no, it will provide you joy, it will provide you richness, but it still will run out. And true life, life that lasts for eternity, comes only through the gospel and the grace of Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in this week. I look forward to being together again soon. And from here until there, choose life.